Yo, what's up, everybody? You're listening to The World According to J-Caps. I'm J-Caps. Fantastic that you could make it to hang out with me on the podcast that I do. And uh, this is going to be a real special episode because I'm back from Los Angeles. I'm back from Los Angeles where I attended the Starable LA Festival, which um, officially selected grading animals to be part of the festivities. And I was even nominated for two categories and I did not win them. But you know what, though? I might not have won those categories, but I went the distance like Rocky. And um, I feel like Rocky is a uh, like a symbolic parallel to the story I'm about to tell on this podcast. Don't you love how the music is just perfect for this for this intro? It's just like so. Maybe it's just I have so much fun just rapping to the beat. But um, thank you guys all for sticking with the podcast for so long and sticking with me for so long. And um, you know, uh, I went out to. Los Angeles, and uh, everyone who listens to this show knows that um, I've really, I've been really going through the ringer over the last few months, and like I really apologize for all of those episodes, you know, just because that is what um, human frailty sounds like. And um, what can you do? I mean, you know, you either can um, spin it into great art, and those who can't spin it into great art make a podcast where they bitch and moan about things. But you know, and then and then and yet you still. Stick with me so I can only be, uh, like, perpetually grateful for that. So, anyway, um, yeah, so it's weird because that is such the state of where I've been at for months. And then this event comes along, and if as if it's as if the world, like, challenges you as a person to confront things about yourself. Um, I was not only... Uh, selected for this festival, but um, I actually, you know, like I had my fingers crossed it would happen, I actually got to meet with um, people who were interested in my project uh, from the industry, uh, you know, net, 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 networks and like people who could help produce, like just the very thing I wanted. And um, I just want to say, everyone who had commented on the Instagram post where I asked you guys to comment on um like what you love about grading animals like all of those comments went into along with other stuff but they all went into like the finale of this document that I made about grading animals and like what my dream for the show was and the last uh 3 or 4 pages was all of your comments and um like that alone when I put that up and the the amount the outpouring of support was like I was saying just a moment ago, like a real um, challenge to the way that my own mind uh, like really just wakes up every day with the intent to destroy me. <laughs> so um, so anyway, like I'm just going to go through the whole trip and it probably was not going to be very a funny episode, but, you know, at least you'll be with me through the travelogue uh, reenactment. And then, you know, that'll probably I can do an hour on that. And then, you know, next week. We'll, uh, we'll, you know, you'll send in suggestions and I'll bash those suggestions to death and I'll hit the, um, the wrong buzzer a few times and I'll hit the ding buzzer a bunch of times and, um, you know, it'll be good. But, um, without further ado, J Caps's report on 
going to LA and the Starable Festival in LA 2022. Okay, cool. So it was the last, I did the last podcast on Monday the 18th. I hadn't left yet. And now the next day, I also didn't leave yet either because I didn't fly out until 6 a.m. on Wednesday. But on the on the 19th, I actually had to do some like um over the computer meetings with uh with the industry and um I'd never done that before, so I was very nervous to talk to people who allegedly liked my show enough to want to like talk to me. And um I I actually didn't have um like the internet that I have in my apartment is so spotty that I was like, I can't do these things at home because what if um, it freezes in the middle of a Zoom call, which pretty much every time I go on Zoom, my computer freezes. And uh, then it's like, oh, you're back. Oh, I'm, you're out now. Oh, I'm out. And then so I, I rented a hotel um, around town and I, I did my meetings from there. And like, it was pretty fun. Like, I can't believe I was like, the whole time I was like thinking, wow, wait a second. You know, it was like, oh, wait a second. You know, this thing that I that I poured my whole entire life into. Um, it, wow, this this person who like, you know, depending on what I judge out, what I what depending on what I uh, want to allocate, um, like, quote, unquote, um, a successful future is uh, could hold the keys to like the future or something like that or not, you know, because no, who knows what anything is. But if we're talking short term, like, oh, um, you know, I, I was I didn't have enough money to um, put out grading animals and have like and like keep stay my, keep my apartment, then like, yes, it would be sort of like a one to one. Let's try to figure out how, how like I could live um, and be a creative person. So, yeah, like it was pretty it was pretty cool. Um I talked to three people on on uh, on the Tuesday nineteenth, and two of them were really into my thing. And then one of them was like, "Your thing is pretty cool. Now why don't you jump back in the pool of shit and swim to the other side? And then when you get there, contact me again." Um, and of course, like I'm stealing that metaphor from like some thing some indie rock guy said about uh, trying to get signed years ago but it did feel like that and it's like the thing about if you make something I guess like any creative person whoever makes anything has to think like you know you make something from your heart and soul and it may or may not look like something that exists in the world because what you're doing is you're following the very thumbprint that you have that's unique to yourself and look everybody has thumbs okay so on the surface you should be able to create something that another person could relate to. But when you delve down into the intricacies of your own individual thumbprint, then you and you alone possess that thumbprint. So the more you make something that's um, exclusively true to your own you know, experience slash identity slash perception of the world, then the further it gets from what other people can 
think of as, oh, I understand that. And what was interesting in talking to almost everybody who I spoke to from the industry was that like, yeah, like, you know, there are formats that are um, that are understood to be like the way things are. So it's like, you know, it's like uh, I would I would I, I think of everything in terms of indie rock, but it's like it's that thing where, um, you know, you have a band like the Microphones where like a big component of their music is tape hiss. And it's like you can't have a microphone, a microphone song without um, layers upon layers of tape hiss on it. And then buried underneath that would be like the, the music. And then like, um, you know, it's like for a band like that who requires a tape hiss to be a big part of their sound, it's like there might not be a lot of outlets in the world for a tape hiss based band. It might only be able to um, exist in a, um, you know, like a indie label pressing like uh, limited run albums paradigm, right? So, you know, it's interesting, like, you, uh, you know, there has to be some type of um, compromise or whatever, and it's funny because, you know, at a, at a point, you're thinking, like, well, how do I, like, it's like, okay, um, you think, like, okay, it took, this is something I've, I've, I definitely felt, I'm like, okay, it took me, you know, like, three years to be as good at making grading animals now and then like I my brain broke and like I <laughs> I had another burnout and then it's like I get afraid I'm like can I um will I be able to do I have it in me to like do what I do all the time so but anyway so that was um the 19th and it was very good like overall very positive amazed that people liked the what I did um had like a very like surprised feeling of like being confronted with like um the difference between like my own negative mind that like seeks to sabotage everything i do and then the world like reaching out and saying hey we think that you're good so um you know i guess it's just like if you if you uh i don't know it's like i don't know what to make of it but i was very happy and like i definitely was cognizant that this experience does not ever come along and to just slow down and be totally present for it because it's like, um, it's like also, you know, I thought about, you know, I, I, whether I want to accept it or not, I did, um, I like, I'm so grateful. Like I have tried very hard to make a good thing and now maybe people will see it or something like that. So anyway, the next day, Wednesday the 20th, I got up at four in the morning and I went to, I took an Uber to uh, JFK and then I got on the plane and, um, you know, it was very uncomfortable and, you know, I wore a mask and I was like, I also, by the way, like have been still like a, um, a paranoid bitch. I know the whole world is like, um, who cares COVID is, uh, is like, not a big deal, and you can just get it. But I have been, a, like, I guess I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. So I have, like, you know, I've been, I've been more of, like, a, a mask-wearing guy. So I wore my mask uh, on the ride to 
the station and then also obviously in the plane. You know, I used to travel so much with uh, my old job that it was like kind of, I felt like really great that um, I was taking a trip and that um, it was not for like my old job and it was for like something that that I had done because, you know, I, I've traveled with my old job. I probably traveled like, I want to say like at least 20 times a year for 20, 20, to 20, 20 to 30 times a year with that old job, like for, for like eight years straight. And, um, and like, it was cool. I was like, you know, and I, and also just sometimes like I would have to, you know, go and, um, like I'd have to go to like Italy and then go to like Germany right after and sort of just do this like, uh, like corporate, uh, trekking. In fact, if anybody wants to see a video from that era of my life, uh, on my YouTube, I have I made a couple of vlogs. I made a couple of Casey Neistat style <laughs> vlogs um, about, about. They weren't Casey; they were my style. But like, I was uh, inspired by uh, Casey's um, vlog. You know, sort of like the um, the like shaking a camera and then making it putting an edit in between gimmick. So, but anyway, like if anybody wants to wants to see um, a pre grading animals pre a lot of things J caps of uh, vlog, I made two of them, and it was during a corporate work trip, and I just made like what the lifestyle was like of just you know having to like um, schlep around and then being free uh, in a city to like get to to get high and fuck off and do whatever. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I was, uh, so I went to, I got to LA at about, uh, 10 in the morning and, um, I want to just say, I want to say sorry to Richie, Rich 40, 4288, who, um, offered to pick me up at the airport and, um, I declined. Um, you, I, I just want to say that, like, I apologize. The thing is, is that... Um, as much as like this, oh, and I also want to want to uh, say uh, apologize to Max Mateish because both of those people um, were in LA and wanted to say hi, and I did not, uh, I was not able to to do that. Um, I just want to say that it's this, not that I was in my head for a lot of the trip, but like y- this. Okay, hold on a second. You got to understand, like. I, like, really was sort of hoping that to, like, really uh, do my best to, um, I don't know, like, if if this was going to be a possibility for grading animals to, I don't know, make a connection so that this show could uh, be a real thing, I was, like, so focused on that, right? And it's not, like, that I didn't want to be social, but like, I don't know. There's things that like I had never, I'd never been in those situations. I just wanted to have like, like my head on straight. And um, you know, if that made me a little more like in my head or antisocial or something like that, I, I just, it's just what it was. So I apologize that I didn't reach out and hang out with, uh, with you guys. But um, I think you guys understand. And um, if that makes me seem like a fucking self-centered asshole, uh, I hope it doesn't because you know. Um, 
you guys, you guys, if you've been listening to the episodes, like the fact that I was going to this trip is like, it's like the complete opposite of like where I was at in March. And, um, and I was just like, sort of like wrapping my head around that, that those two things could exist within a month of each other (laughs) with like, you know, like, like abject, uh, like depression and that like um some type of extremely positive recognition for uh my for the thing that I put my whole heart and soul into so like um anyway so I did go uh so I got to to LA and I and I didn't uh, get picked up by Richie Rich 4288 um and then I went to the hotel and um then I had I I feel like okay um You know, it's like I I I know that I was gonna say that I had to 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 have another meeting, but I felt like that now I'm sounding like a dick. But I did, so so I got to to LA and then I had another meeting. Um, I know I said it makes me sound like an asshole, but what? Uh, but then um, what does make me? So then I went to the Sterable Festival and it like hadn't really. Oh yeah, so I walked over to the my hotel was right next to the studios that the Sterable Festival was at. And the studios that it was at is the studios that produced Sorry to Bother You by Boots Riley and Songs My Brothers Taught Me, which is like this Native American movie. And they did, uh, they produced Dope, which I never saw. And they produced a bunch of other movies. But the Sorry to Bother You and uh, Songs My Brothers Told told Me, they I have seen. And I really love those movies. They also produced pa- um, Passing, which was on Netflix recently, and I think it was up for an Oscar. Um, but it was just cool. Like so, I walked over to the festival, and it hadn't started yet. It would start the next day, and um, like I walked into the parking lot, and I saw the guy who is um, the uh, was ran the festival, <laughs> and he was talking to somebody else, and. Um, they both gave me a look like, "What the fuck are you doing here? The festival doesn't start tomorrow till tomorrow." And so I was just like, "I'm sorry, you know, my my bad. I just wanted to see where the festival was, and I I just got out of there." So, um, and then I was then I decided to I I found out that you really can't. I this is this is dumb. This is like a dumb thing, but I found out that you can't just walk around L.A. Uh, because everything is far away from each other. So I tried to walk to um i tried to walk somewhere and it took me like 40 minutes and um i like got a little sunburned on my nose and then i was like oh man i have to take an uber everywhere and um you know they say that the poverty is really bad in la and i think it is because there's a lot of people like living in cars and shit and um it's interesting like it's just an interesting thing um, there's also a lot of people living in uh, tents. There's also a lot of people living under the bridges. And there's also a lot of people living in tarps. And there's also a lot of people living in trailers. Uh, and there's just like a lot of streets with a bunch of cars like lined up for miles with like people like living in them and their shopping carts are near there. So that's interesting. Um you know, I remember being in uh, Vancouver, um, and Vancouver has like a 
like uh, a lot of people go there to like you know when they like are heroin addicts because they I think it's like you know temperate enough to like live on the street in the same way that it is in um you know it's like there's big tent cities just like um just like in Skid Row I guess but uh it, there's this street called Hastings Street in in Vancouver where it's like um I've never been around so many people on heroin at once like you like if you go down Hastings Street in um in uh Vancouver like at a certain time of day it's like everyone is on heroin um and it's weird because you know humans are sensitive to their surroundings so there's something about being surrounded by like let's say let's just say 30 people like all around you who are all like on heroin there's something that like changes the wave form of the space around you that it's like it doesn't make it doesn't put you on heroin but it like makes you feel a little bit weird because it's in the same way that if you're on a busy New York City street and everyone's like hustling and bustling around you like it feels weird to stay still in that moment you kind of have to like pick your shit up and like move along with the crowd um and uh, and I didn't uh, I didn't go to a place in L.A. that had a bunch of heroin addicts like that, or even the amount of concentrated um, people like that. Uh, but seeing the amount of like the amount of like when I was walking, because I was like I decided to like walk for like an hour in the direction of um, just like a store that I you know, and then I was like, oh, this is like a fucking terrible idea. Because I was trying to cross um, a street, and the street had been like uh, closed down, like um, so, like I'd have to walk all the way back the way I came and around to like go around the freeway thing so that I could get to the other side. And the street that I was on was just miles and miles of like people living in their cars and shit. And I was like, you know, um, I don't know. It's probably not the best thing to do on the first day that you got to Los Angeles when it's like a festival where you're like you know trying to like you know ho- like hope for the best for your uh your your creative life so i was like okay this is a dumb idea so then i then i just started taking ubers everywhere um all right well that seemed like it was a <coughs> kind of boring story but you know what i i wanted to tell it anyway um so then also richie rich 4288 don't get mad at me but my uh, my comedy mentor, who I studied clown uh, theater with, uh, I did have plans to have dinner with him. So I also didn't hang out with, I didn't reach out to you that night because I had plans to hang out with this guy who like pretty much uh, was a huge influence to me of, of uh, you know, being funny on stage. Because like I studied clown from him and a lot of my theories about how I interact with the audience were um, through workshops and through like concepts that I learned from basically, you know, I guess you could call it like the the Philippe Gaulier school of clown or like the um, like the way of thinking that uh, that that clown theater um, sort of like brings into the world. And like, I don't think that I do that stuff, but that's, like that's definitely part of the DNA of, of uh, of what I of like what I do. 
Um, so anyway, the person I met with was Eric Davis. Shout out, shout out Eric Davis. Fucking, you know, ex, Eric Davis, ex Cirque du Soleil, fucking legendary American clown. Uh, I would say that he also like is like one of the people who brought like a uh, Buffon style uh, clown to New York City. In any case, um, great guy. I had uh, dinner with him and we went to an Ethiopian place and um, he was actually leaving for New York the day after to do some workshops because uh, he teaches still. And um, yeah, it was so awesome to see him because like he um, he's a person who uh, inspired me to have, I don't know, to have a type of openness and um, curiosity when I'm on stage to like whether or not you're whether or not you're uh, doing a thing that you have planned. Well, if you may come out on stage and you have a thing that you planned, but Eric Davis for sure, like he inspired me to even if I have a thing on, uh, if you if there's something that like um, is is more interesting in the moment. You have to drop everything and explore whatever that is with the audience, like, and like make sure that everything you do, uh, you're you're staying connected and you're letting, like, you're you're letting the audience, um, uh, like, see how you feel and you're being affected by them, but you're also interested in what's happening in the audience and you're very, like, present to any fluctuations or changes that happen there. Um, and he also, uh. He had a lot of ideas like about um like what your intent should be when you're uh performing something like something I took from him uh in grading animals is just the like um like when a when a performer comes out to do something whether they are a musician or you know they could be you know like a comedian or I guess like it, it it applies to people who like are presenting their own original work. They should have like their own agenda of what they want to do with the audience and how uh, and like from from working with him, like I definitely know when I started grading animals that like I had a th- I had a way that I wanted to interact with the audience and also um, present my information like particular ways and i think like it evolved but for sure anyway i'm sucking eric davis's dick right now just to say that he's a a great uh influence to me and it was so great to see him before the festival started and just chat about shit because you know we were talking um about like just life and just like trying like the pandemic and also just um you know keeping with your creative pursuit through all the ups and downs and you know when you when you're when you have a creative pursuit um it can feel like a dream it could feel like um a burden it could feel like a thing that you uh that that you and you alone believe in and then sometimes it can feel like you're being celebrated and you're being recognized and then sometimes you do have celebration and recognition but then those those um those become signposts on a highway 
that is time. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that thing I did was that many years ago or whatever. And, um, you know, the world moves on and glory fades. So, you know, sometimes having something good happen to you can be, um, you know, you can feel depressed because it's like that is in my rearview mirror, you know? So we talked about all that stuff and um, it was really great. It was really great to, uh, I feel like, um, I don't know, it feels like, in your life, you you um, if you can stay connected to people over time, and then like you know they get older and you get older, and then um, you realize uh, the mark that uh, those people have had on you, and then if you still have them around, like you can uh, celebrate. You can celebrate the fact that like you know um, you know each other over the over all that time, and both you know the the positive influence that they've had on you. And uh, because people, especially whoever you meet, you know, you never know um, why people cross your path. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can have an experience. A lot of times I feel like people uh, think about this in terms of like college friends or, or I, you know, people who are in the army or, or anyone who goes through some type of, um, experience with change you know you cling to the people that you were that you went through that thing and I think for sure uh when when I was like 25 26 uh when I was like studying improv and then I studied clown and I met Eric um you know those were times where I was like uh reinventing myself and then you know to like to to that that you know the, <laughs> you kind of mutate and evolve and uh, just like in Overstory, like you add rings, but you're still the core person that you were underneath that all. Uh, it's, it's nice to, um, it's nice to reconnect with somebody who, uh, who helped you like grow in a, in a particular direction. Anyway, that was a heartwarming story about having dinner with Eric Davis. So then I left there and I got picked up by an Uber driver and the Uber driver was like a totally Californian guy. And he was like, yo, no shit. Are you really having a web series and a festival? That's so awesome. So you know what, dude, even though you paid for this, this Uber ride, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to drive you all over LA and we're going to fucking look at all the sites Yo, dude. So check it out. So over here, that's CBS. That's the um, that's the where like all CBS was. You know, all the TV shows are over there. And um, okay, over here is uh, Canner's Deli. So that's a famous Jewish deli. And then I was like, hey, that's where Haim did that concert in um in the beginning. And he was like, who who who's that? Who what? And I was like. Haim, I mean Haim. You know Haim? 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 The band with the girls? The sisters? Huh? They're like a very popular Los Angeles band. They're great. What? No, I never heard of that, dude. All right. Well, anyway, let's drive over here. This is uh, uh, Peterson's. I think it's Peterson's. This is Peterson's. It's a really cool car museum. Oh, shit, dude. I want to go there. Uh, actually, I didn't get to go to Peterson's. Um car museum this shit looks awesome though um it was like all like the the building looked like a modern uh like athletic shoe 
Like, have you noticed that, like, athletic shoes look like s- weird sculptures? They look like weird sculptures with, like, a bunch of holes in them? Well, that's what this car museum looked like. And a lot of the cars in the window also looked like shoes. So I don't know if it was a shoe museum. But in any case, that did look cool. And then the dude was like, you know what, dude? Um, I know that, like, I have to follow uber right now but we're gonna go off and we're gonna go to a di- we're just gonna go around and i almost turned them i almost turned them into a philly guy so yo dude uh we're gonna see we're gonna just drive around here and like look for um we're gonna look for uh places to go uh nah he was so he was like so he drove me all over he just drove me all over different spots in los angeles um you know he did drive uh on the sunset strip a bit he did uh, drive through um, where that Chinese theater, the famous Chinese theater, and he was like, "Yeah, this place is all like tourists and shit, you know." So, but like, you know, it's gonna get really packed over here on the weekend. And but you know what was funny though is that this was not the first time, but everybody had, um, you know, it's funny. He was a lifelong LA guy by his stereotypical accent, um, and believe it or not. Although you may think by the accent that I did, which was, which by the way, that, that accent, dude, the accent that he was doing is fucking pinpoint accurate. And you may think that I was being driven around by a floppy blonde haired surfer, but you, my friend, would be the racist one because he was a heavy Asian guy. Okay. So anyway, so, but you know what was really funny is that he was asking me all about uh, the differences between New York because he's like never been to New York, um, but he, you know, New York is as it was funny because other people who I met who were from L.A. also had um, New York, uh, not fantasy, but like New York loomed as large and specific in their imagination of it as. L.A. May in yours or any place that you fantasize about, because like um, whenever you romanticize a place, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, And whenever you hate a place, you're also doing yourself a disservice. A place is nothing but um, is a series of ownerships being changed over time. Like um, I live in Long Island and the amount that Long Island has changed over the time that I've lived there, it's like, uh, uh, it's like a different place. I watched this movie that actually objectively sucks. It's called The Day Trippers. But if you were a if you were a kid who uh, who grew up on Long Island and you had like um, like the movie channel, this was an independent movie that was played on like. Every movie channel back in the day, it was actually shot in, it was shot on Long Island and going to the city and Stanley Tucci's in it. And it's like one of these, like, I would say it's like a pre-Mumblecore type movie. It's like just an independent movie. And what's really weird about independent movies from like the 90s is like they kind of like wonderfully meander where it's like nowadays people want things so tightly written and like you have to be able to get it in two seconds that I feel like it would not be made the same way. Or maybe it would be a web series, but I don't know. In any case, that movie, uh, the 
the movie takes place as they drive from uh like Huntington, Long Island, like or like Plainview, Huntington, Long Island, all shot around there, and get on the LIE and drive in through the t- uh, Midtown Tunnel and then go on a New York City adventure. And it's from 1996. And as someone who lives here uh, and has and and sees the sights of that place, I can tell you that it might as well be from another planet. Like nothing looks alike. Nothing looks the same. New York City doesn't look the same. The cars driving don't look the same. Um, uh, I mean, even like the shots of, uh, of the Long Island Expressway just superficially look the same. Every strip mall are, is different. It's just, everything is different. And that's every place in the world. Every place is just changing ownerships. Like, Stores going out of business and people moving away and buildings being torn down and refaced and uh, nothing of the place except maybe the earth that's paved over uh, retains what it is like. It's amazing how the city uh, was once meant New York City was once stone buildings and now it's glass buildings. It's just like there's a lot of things that just don't look alike like the um, the was the aesthetic of architecture is like even though you know like I, I I can point to the the block that my old college uh was on on seventh avenue and there I know like they're about to raise the entire block and so the block on seventh avenue and twenty first where s v a where like one of the buildings at s v a they're like they're like just waiting for the last tenant to like get out of there but every other every other building on that block and all of the tenants are like it's all boarded up so suffice to say that um when he was asking me about stuff about long you know actually really sorry i felt that was a very stupid and unnecessary tangent that i went on um but it felt you know i was in the flow and here's the thing i feel like this podcast is for me to just blabber about nonsense, right? And if I and if I if I don't feel that I'm able to do that, then where am I going to have to make another podcast and that is a secret podcast where I have to like take the same equipment but instead of like standing under this light, I'm going to put a blanket over me and then I'll be underneath a blanket and then I'll feel okay with expressing whatever feeling that I had, right? So, um, yeah, so in any case, so, so the guy was like, yeah, so, so is this like, is this driving around like we're doing, is this like, is this like New York? And I was like, I have been driving around in your Uber for 15 minutes, so I have no idea if it's like New York. But one thing I do know is it's not like New York because they have a zillion different roads and you can drive on them for a super long time. It's such a spread out place where, I mean, New York City's not spread out. It's like only on an island. So they have to build, they can't build out, they have to build up. And then uh, Long Island is not like that because it's just one long island. And there's like two big roads that go back. And it's like you could, it seems like, you know, that's the thing. Like all of California is much more spread out. Yeah, wow. That's 
Jesus Christ. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I was about to give myself a, like some leeway, but now I just heard how stupid I sound right now. So let me just say that the guy, the guy who talks like this, he was really cool, and he was like, "Good luck, dude." And then he dropped me back off at my hotel, and um, it was a very long ass day because I had just gotten to uh, L.A. that day. And wow, we're forty minutes into the episode. Okay, so. Uh, so then the next day was the actual festival, which was Thursday. So that day, um, also, I had in-person meetings. So I had I had only had Zoom meetings up until that point. And then I had in-person meetings. And I was very nervous for that. I was, my hands were sweat, my hands were sweaty, um, um, knees weak, um, uh, arms spaghetti. Um, there was vomit on my sweater already, but on the surface I looked calm and ready. Um, and I kept on forgetting what I wrote down. And the anyway, so the um, so I had a few of these in-person meetings, and um, you know, it was interesting. You know, I if you ever had a job interview or you ever had um, a play like a place where you were going to be scrutinized and the stakes you felt were uh, high, right? So, like, if you um, if you ever felt like, you know, because everybody can say, like, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to just do this. Like, I don't give a fuck, right? But, like, you can only give a fuck to the extent that you are not... Um, that that you don't care like if there's a if there's like a, a person that you like like if your if your heart uh and like when especially when you like someone and you think they like you but you're in that period of um of uh like like what's happening uh and it's not and it's not like clear then you know it's i it would be lying to yourself to have like a cool demeanor like you'd be faking it to try to seem like you got this when inside you're like scared or like um, excited or um, you're thinking that the other person's opinion uh, matters and it's like you're riding on that. I would say that that's how I felt, but definitely, you know, it's weird when you think of uh, you make a thing and life, you know, and you want to do a thing. Like, so I've been, you know, grading animals is not the only creative thing I've I've ever done. I've been, you know, even when I was like, you know, much younger, like I've been in bands, I've been like all, I've done all different stuff to try to um, pursue a creative life for better or worse. And, um, you know, when I'm being like really nice to myself, I can think I have lived a creative life. I mean, I've always... Uh, earned my money by, uh, you know, like whether I'm like good at photography or um, good at graphic design, which is what I went to college for, or like, you know, these are creative pursuits. These are like showing that I know how to like make something under pressure um, for somebody, you know, and then it's good enough for whoever to buy it or like to stand, I can stand behind my abilities, right? But the next like i guess the the even more difficult aspect of pursuit of a creative life is where you 
want your um, inventions or creations to to be the thing that like allow you to have, um, I don't know, like money or like, uh, like financial solvency. Yeah, that's money. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway. Um, so yeah. Like so, in having to like be face to face with uh, like some executive that has like produced tv shows that you've heard of or something like that or like maybe someone younger than that or like whatever it is you know it's like oh wow okay all of a sudden now here is here it is and now you're you have time with this person and they're like going to um they're gonna like they they may scrutinize the the back and forth that you have and so like i had uh, talked to some people in my life regarding like going into these situations, and um, I got like great advice. I got great advice from some friends who said, uh, "Listen, the fact that this is happening is it's like what else? What else did you? What else do you want? Like, there's the fact that you're getting this experience is like you've already like that. That means that it." Whatever happens, you got to have this. And so, like, just go and make a friend. Just go and make a friend with these people that you're going to meet and don't have any expectation at all because that will will ruin it. You know, what would be really good is to just, like, be grateful and be and say, like, you know, I made these things because I loved them. And it's true. I made grading animals... Because I love grading animals, and it's something that like brings me so much joy. I loved it so much that I've made ninety-eight episodes of it, right? So, you know, they're like, just have fun and be friendly, and whatever happens, it's it's good. It's a great thing. Don't have don't hold any of that um, anxiousness, tension, right? So. Uh, so, you know, I, that, so in the, in the in-person meetings and the ones online, like I really tried to just, just like be cool, like, just like, I'm so grateful that they, they like this thing I made. Right. So, yeah. So I had these meetings and like, you know, who knows what will come of them? Like they say that nothing is when you do these things, like nothing, nothing is settled. This is, they're just kind of meeting you and, and now you're on their radar, you know, and now I have like email addresses of people like that. But, um, you know, so, but like, I, I'm like, I'm like excited. Maybe, you know, maybe who knows, you know, but, um, so then the festival started for real and, uh, I, I made some friends. I made friends with uh, a few creators that, you know, it's weird. Like there was like these, um, these icebreaker things that were basically a happy hour and everyone was like hanging around. Um, and I like kind of found my little crew. Um, so like, you know, I found uh, like th- three creators who were my uh, my buddies throughout the. Day. I would say like, I would say five, but the two, the two, the couple that I met on the first or second night, they um, they didn't like come to the rest of the festival. So like, I hung out with them the first night, and we all hung out like in our little uh, festival crew. But then they didn't come to the rest of it. But then. So like I'll just shout out some other um some other creators to check out. 
Um, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout them out by their their show. Um, so check out a show if you're on Roku. Check out Non Habits. It's a it's a fr- it's a friend of ours, a friend of mine, um, who has a a web series about uh, a nun who is uh, a bisexual nun, and then that's what her show is about. And then uh, I have a friend uh, who has a show called Dog Walk. And then uh, it's a, I think, I don't know where you can find that, maybe on YouTube. Um, and uh, it's about a girl who is a dog walker in LA. And, um, you know, it's a very, it's a cute love story. And then, or, or, or lack of love story, but it's, it's cute. And then, um, a fr- then if you want to see an interesting show about uh, a, you know, a tall bike joust, so there's a show. Look up Tall Bike Joust. I think that's what the name of it. And that show is about you know that in craft beer in craft beer um like uh breweries they have these they have these bike jousts where people like weld bikes on top of each other and then uh drunkenly knock each other off of them for charity. So those that was my crew. Those are my that my hang people, the my my hanging out peeps from the festival, and it was pretty cool because, like, I'm I don't know. I, this is another thing. I'm always like, am I an antisocial weirdo? That's the the big question because I found it to be, um, I've always found it a little bit difficult in social situations, and I was I've often thought that this is where. Uh, like I am not like prepared for society. Like I should be better at like being a person that like hangs out at a bar and just like not even be the life of the party, but just like just like is a hanger outer. But I feel like um <laughs> I feel like sometimes uh just in the way that um that my mind sabotages me like uh, when I'm alone. Sometimes when I'm at a, like an, a, like a public event, I feel myself start to shut down and not want to be like basically fight or flight, but it's flight. So a lot of times, like if I'm at like a bar, um, you know, I think it might be because I'm like kind of short, but like, you know, I would I always remember hanging out at a bar and being like, oh, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm fighting for uh, attention. And I'm like, I don't want to I don't give a shit about that. Like, I don't like I, I want to either like hang out with people who like are also paying attention to me or I'm out of there. <laughs> so I think that might also like inform my like somewhat like misanthropic uh comedic voice because like I'm not I think my sense of humor is is like like it's like me and you are hanging out making fun of all the people around us um I definitely don't have a um I definitely feel I I sense that my sense of humor is uh I enjoy the attacking aspect of of humor and I've always I've always been I think like that but in any case, I did have a, a crew of people who I was hanging out with this time around, and it was really cool. And I really um, am very uh, glad that I met them because it was fun to like to like have uh, festival friends. 
So then uh, Friday uh, was Friday was more like screenings and stuff. And um, oh, so then, which was a really crazy thing, is like my friend, uh, my friend from middle school and high school, but who I haven't haven't seen in 11 years, drove five hours from uh, from Santa Cruz to come and hang out for the last few days of the festival. And um, it was crazy because I was like, holy shit. Like that was such a, um, like a, a nice, like not even nice. That was just like an incredible uh, gesture to like fucking go out of your way, miles out of your way, and to come and hang at this thing. Um, so I was like so happy that he came out and I hadn't seen this kid. This is a, this is a person who like I was super fucking tight with at a, a, a very young age. Like me and him uh, sat together in like all of our science classes from when I was in eighth grade up to 11th grade. And, um, or maybe just, ten, I don't know. We, we were like best of friends. And like, we were also uh, like, we were also both into George Carlin and, um, you know, the comedy of the day, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Wayne's World. Just, like, everything of of our era of comedy. Um, like, we were both really into George Carlin. And um, it was just like, a, like someone who was around me uh, at, like, a super, like, transitional period of my life. And... Um, yeah, so so he came out and we were hanging out and it was like nice to have like this old old friend who knew me uh from before everything from before every anything I've ever done uh just be with me through this thing because Friday was this uh pitch competition that I did. So there was this there was this uh event at the festival. And guys, I'm so sorry if this is a boring horrible story, but this is in fact how I spent the last week. So just be happy. I didn't beg you guys for, um, for, uh, suggestions. This is, I'm just going straight off the dome, looking at a calendar, trying to remember what happened. Um, yes. So anyways, um, the, on the, uh, on the Friday, we had this pitch competition and in this pitch competition, you had 90 seconds to pitch three, industry executives in front of a whole bunch of people and then what they would do is rip your pitch apart uh, in front of everybody. So I was not pitching grading animals. I was pitching mares and caps. And all week I'd been working uh, on this pitch. And um, everybody, not everybody, but like my my creative family behind the scenes also were helping me with it. So like I got to give a shout out to Everybody who like you know my 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 creative people, uh, who like you know who I trust and you know, but anyway, I um. I'd been working on this pitch and like by the time that I was doing it, like I was doing it also like for myself, like I knew how was I was gonna say it and like I knew, like I was that I was gonna perform it in a certain way, so they had this pitch competition and it was really interesting because I gotta say, 
that everybody who was there had an original like pitch, an original idea. And, you know, I had a lot of solidarity with all the creators because everybody there, uh, in one way or another, and like sees through their creative dream. Like, that's the thing. It's like it's one thing to, you know, we it's it's very difficult to follow through. You know, some people want to make something, they talk about it, but the people who want to make something, they may like take some classes about it or like whatever. They may like get the software and like maybe they'll make one or two things. And there's other people who like will make a bunch of things and they'll keep working at it over years and like, you know, learn from their mistakes. Some people, you know, make a few things and they like uh, get stubborn to grow. They, you know, they know they need, they need to grow and they like maybe their ego, like they don't like taking criticism or they, they, you know, or it didn't happen on the first try. So like they'll get, give up. But like then if you, but if you go past all of that and you keep up persistent, then like you make things and you'll continue, continue to make things. And like, then you'll like, you know, build muscle, you know, everything is, everything is that is like a uh, exercise metaphor. But anyway, like everybody who pitched, like, you know, they were people who like, you know, like, like are people accomplishing this stuff. Like they wouldn't be at the festival otherwise. And it was really awesome. And, you know, everyone had like a different, everyone's doing different things, man. It's so cool. That's one of the great things about a festival like that too, is like, you know, I make a weird show that there's really nothing, there's really not a lot of shows like it, but there are people making every different type of show and that's their thing. Like, it's so cool that, that all of these creative expressions in their, in their weirdnesses can be celebrated because like, um, you know, especially in a web series, which is a web series is like the people who made them, uh, are often, you know, they're, they're taking their idea and they're crafting it in the most like simple way possible and just getting it out. So I find that it's like a very pure form of TV. Like when I made, when I went made killing it with Marianne before we, before we, um, made the mares and caps pilot and like before the stuff killing it like is such a a raw concept of a show and it really is like coming from our just intuitions of like two creative people coming together and jamming and seeing what it could be like there was no like there was no polish to it it's like indie music and that's what i I really love and i think like indie music is like a huge influence to like everything i do because i i do think of like just like that um that microphones metaphor from earlier like there's something really beautiful about all that tape hiss and all the fucking rough edges of a thing and i think that that's like beautiful it's more beautiful that like a feral artist made a weird thing and didn't even think to like clean it up like that's not to say that i don't love like classical art like i love you know, I love classical art. I love like like uh, like an expertly painted thing, but you know, I think I also really love a um, like a beautifully handmade, um, you know, almost 
folk art, like raw thing. You know, I like caricature better than I like classical drawing. I like, um, you know, I love, I love, I love the, um, I love the rawness of uh, of indie rock and like you know punk or like hip hop, like just just the just the um, like the lack of the lack of. Um, the lack of training or even knowing about uh or even knowing about like the right way to do something and how that creates something really cool and original and like when you also shuffle in technique and like uh, you know some of the some of the things from the other side then it just gets even even better so all these artists did great pitches and then it was weird because i'll say that i I was not like super into the way that um the way that the 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 pitches were uh <laughs> torn apart by the judges not that it was not that they were torn apart in in a negative way but I feel like it just got lost like these people would come on stage with an idea and sometimes the pitch was really good and then it's like the people judging would essentially just talk themselves they would be like oh it's great it's great it's great and then they would essentially like talk themselves out of liking it in the next t- 10 minutes and they kind of did that with every single one and um there was one group from Australia that I thought should have won uh they had a really interesting premise about the price of insulin and how in America like the price of insulin because of this weird patent law that it could be um, repatented every like few years and then the price could be like multiplied up until you could be holding insulin ransom and the poorer people might not be able to get it and it could be deadly. And the kid who was doing the pitch actually had like this thing that he, he had to wear that like gave him insulin and he was like in Australia this shit costs $3 and if I lived in America like I'd be dead because I don't like I'm a creative person like I don't know that I would be able to afford it's just he was pointing out such a real thing and those guys had like made a lot of films in fact they were like the shit at the festival because they had like three things in from like several years of the festival and they were just like producing right and um i I, I, you know the whole audience was like yo when i saw that i was like all right these guys have just won the festival they they have just won the pitch competition and then like the same thing happened um the guys just like was like they liked it up until like the five minute mark and then they started to not like it and then i don't i don't like i lost the thread of what was happening and then like no disrespect for the people who won but i was just like i didn't think the people who won like had like the greatest i thought i felt like it was as good as any other pitch that i saw but like it was not like like i don't know like like performed amazingly or something like that or like whatever i I don't know i'm not trying to diss i'm not trying to diss but i was just like i don't know i thought that other group should have won and um but in any case, I felt like that part of the uh, that part of the competition was a little bit like not um, not that it was not fair, but maybe it was just as it should be because like if there's one thing that they tell you, 
is that um you know it's like not it's not always like the um the most fair place in the world so who knows but anyway i feel like uh that's what i think about what happened at the pitch competition i've had fun at that thing um there was they uh there was one moment that i i put on the instagram stories that like got this they basically in the pitch of of what i did is uh i we Marianne and i wrote a new script for 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 mares and caps and we want to produce that script in fact it's like like as as far as like goals that you have in life like one of my goals is to make sure that we shoot this script that we made so when i did the pitch competition i was like specifically pitching this script that i made and um they like were like oh you did a gr- this is a great pitch but they're like oh the format like you're you want to what's that what's up with that format so i was like it's the format of the thing that we wrote and then they were like oh no you're not you should you should not have done that or some like something like that and then i just re- i just reacted in the moment and it got like a very it got a great laugh and um i don't know like i felt ha- it was like funny because i just had fun i was just having fun in the moment and um i guess like almost like just like i don't know just enjoy that i was i would say uh like whatever came to mind in the moment and not feel intimidated by uh that like i did something wrong or whatever i didn't like do the thing right so that made me happy so then anyways um fast forward to the next day which was saturday the last the last day of the festival and um i had the grading animals screening uh and it was the last screening of the night of uh, the last screening of the festival um and uh like it was in the smaller theater and i was like in there and uh you know i was like afraid that like nobody was going to show up because that's the thing like i was not not that i'm like not that i'm antisocial but like i'm not that great at being like like the mr party or whatever so um you know i had my crew that i know that i had met that i had like spent some time hanging out with but um you know it's not like i it's not like everybody knew who i was or anything like that so i was like oh i i, I wonder who's going to come to this screening Um, you know, and then, uh, it had a pretty good turnout. It wasn't like, it wasn't packed, but it was like, it was a good turnout. But what I was really happy about was just the, the laughs that the show got. Like people came to the grading animals screening and like, I was like, I had myself a little bit like hidden in the back. So I just want to like see what the objective, um, vibe of the show was. And, uh, I, like, I was so happy that people liked it. And, um, it, like, made me, like, just the whole thing. Like, if this pod, if this episode of the podcast is one thing, it's like, you know, I do myself a disservice by, um, allowing my mind to, uh, to be so aggressive with myself. And, like, uh, hearing the people enjoy my show and, like, I felt like, I was getting such like good quality laughs at the show and I've I've often felt like like when I'm down on myself I'm like you know uh this is 
this is a one note show or like um you know only people that like anim- only people that are like nerds about animals are going to like this thing but like this was like an objective audience that never had met me before never saw any of this shit before and they were all just surprised and 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 laughing at this and what i made and i was like this is like i felt like rocky i was like all right well you know what like i, I made a thing that is that is good you know and um so anyway that's great and um and yeah so then basically the festival was over like we we all hung out one last time um and uh yeah and uh then and then like at four in the morning like I went just like I did when I went there like four in the morning I went to LAX and flew back home and then today I was like went to my teaching job and my other teaching job after it just like the week started like nothing happened you know it's so crazy you know I taught I, I taught at uh the the um special needs school today and then at the other art school afterwards and um you know I didn't tell nobody at my school nobody at either school knows about like where I was and um I kind of I guess I kind of like it that way uh you know uh like the like the young kids because I didn't have to um in my in my art school that I teach at in the in the evening uh some kids know but like the the kids on Monday I didn't because I was able to teach last week so I was like I don't need to and plus like I'm not trying to be like that I'm not trying to be like um oh I'm do I'm doing a thing I just you know like I'm there when I'm teaching art especially at that school like I'm there to like be a good teacher and just like uh show my exp- like you know give of my expertise um but it was it was crazy that like you know you just like fall back into the pattern of life and um and who knows you know um i've kept in touch with all of the people who i met and uh they sent me emails back and you know we'll see what happens and let's just hope that you know what a great thing if through this experience, I get a little help to make grading animals to make more episodes. Because I mean, you know, a month ago I was like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know where my head's at. But now I'm like, and I, I, I want to apologize to anybody who's listened this far and thinks that like, you know, fans of the show have been telling me and encouraging me this whole time. And yes, like I totally, like, I am grateful and I understand. And yes, you're right. Like. I I know that you know I you guys have shown me love you know um I don't know what it is that like you know a creative person needs to seek validation the only thing about this is that like maybe uh the idea of like someone producing the thing that you make uh yeah like that cuz right now like I can't you know I have to have my those two jobs right so if somehow you know, this experience could lead to like somebody helping produce the thing, then that would be a great, that would be like a success because, you know, I don't know. So anyway, so anyway, that's the story. I I feel like I'm giving it a ding because it's a ding for me. Whether or not this hour and 11 minute uh, recap of it was a good, was a good podcast episode, Really, I think beside the point, like I think 
that no matter what, on tonight, April 25th, 2022, I had to recap the the whole experience for you guys. So that because if you listen to this show, then like you're along for this this ride, the world according to JCAPS. So um so I'll see you guys next week. And if you um and if you are part of the Patreon, then I will be doing an episode this week. And I'm sorry that I missed last week, but it was because I was uh, in LA doing the thing. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.